I'm Nishima Yuki, and you're listening to the Giant Sword Podcast, home of the second biggest group of phantom thieves ever. The first being me, Keck. Hello, and welcome to this week's Giant Sword Podcast. I'm your party leader, Nick. Joining me, as always, is Taylor. What's up, Taylor? Hey, what's up? And uh, Brandon will be joining us in a little bit. He's uh, got to finish a little bit of work. So he'll be here in uh, at least 20 minutes or so. So, But first, you know, how are you doing, Taylor? How are you doing? I like the nice, fresh uh, haircut look. Oh, yeah. I, I don't think I've had my haircut in like two months. I feel like that's the longest I've ever gone without one. So it was time for sure. You know when you get those like college age poofs on the side? That's when you know it's time to get it cut. Yeah, I have those every day. I the have emo one. poofs. You don't have that. You don't have that. I'm emo. talking about the emo poof. The little emo poof. Are you talking about ones like straight? It's like poof. I mean, I have poofs. Like, it goes crazy and everything. But for some reason, right now, it's acting like it looks like it's looks good. But yeah. It's never you have, like this. You have a little bit of curly hair, though. My hair is really, really straight. So when it if it ever poofs, that's you when you know I'm in trouble. <laughs> that's when you get the shade that's when you get the buzzer out that's right <clears throat> how about else? you what's what's going on dog dog i, I don't, I I don't know I, I don't know if you could hear it or not but there was a loud mm-hmm. bark that's why my eyes went like no uh, i couldn't hear it <laughs> nothing with me working playing call, uh, call of duty 4 <laughs> not call of duty 4 cold steel 4 oh nice um that game's long and lots of crazy stuff's going on right now. So now is it like Persona 5 long where it's actually long, or are you just taking a long time to finish it? No, it's long. It's really long. Okay. Because <laughs> everybody that I've like watched reviews of or talked to, it's always over at least a hundred hours. Yeah. I'm like, geez. I'm like, I'm thinking about a hundred hours right now, and I think I still got another I I got an intermission and an act to do. So you just passed the prologue? <laughs> no. The prologue was long too, but no. Yeah, this game's really long. Uh, lots of stuff to close up. It's everything, like, I'm starting to close everything up. So that's, I'm like, okay, I'm finally, near, like, getting to the end, but that going towards the end, it, it's a long journey. Are things, like, starting to pay off? I mean, I don't know what the story beats are, but. Whoa. Um, I'm like things are starting to fall into place. Let's just say that. Like we now know, we now we know what's up. We now know what's going on. Uh, we know the backstories of a lot of characters now. Why people are here, and things are the way they are. I can't. I have to be extremely vague because you know why. <laughs> um. Yeah. And now we are in the we are in the journey to you know solve it all. So or nice. to end it all. So that's it's 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 good, it's good, and we already know that they win because uh, there's already like two sequels. So yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. I put out um, a couple weeks ago. I put out a top ten PS4 JRPGs video, and it, like every like five comments, it's like no Cold Steel, no Cold Steel. I'm like, and then you're like, no. one, you have to play like a million other games, and two, no, no, it's like, <laughs> no, no, Cold Steel sticks. Cold Steel is. Cold- Cold Steel is your is uh your Tales of Symphonia. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
I really got to make that video at some point. So oh. People keep asking about it. I haven't made it about why I don't like Cold Steel or I why I don't like the Cold Steel series. I haven't made a Tales of Symphonius movie video, so you should. No. <laughs> so when everybody asks the comment, you just go. Here you go. There you go. I kind of want to do like a like uh probably trying to like you know I'm showing my hand right here. But if I ever did a April Fool's joke, it would be like, "All right, guys, it's finally here. It is. We're, I'm gonna. Re I'm reviewing Tales of Symphonia, and I've told you. I'm gonna tell you that it. My opinion has completely changed. So here we go. Let's do the video of Captain Bible. Let's <laughs> <Captain laughs> start reviewing Captain Bible. That's funny. Just like totally bait and switch. So like the thumbnail, the title, it's all like Tales of Symphonia review, but then it switches to Captain Bible review. The clickbait. Yeah. I saw the same when someone's done that before. But I was like, oh, that's oh, good. Oh, I'm sure. That's like, oh, that's a good, that was fun. Fun. But like after like a month or so, he changes it to actually like, you know, what it actually is. Yeah, because if you want any more views, you don't want to... Uh... You don't want to piss people off. Yeah. Especially if it gets in search and stuff like that. Just like Captain Bible review, uh, April Fool's joke. Real food video. Yeah. <sighs> All right. Um, so I remember I was on I was on the Discord reading up and I saw like pictures of of uh Fataba on the, the Persona 4, uh, Persona 5 phone, and Futaba's like, Switch! And PlayStation 4. And then it said PC, like Steam afterwards. And uh, at first I was thinking, I was like, are they finally porting? Are they finally porting Persona 4 or 5 <laughs> to a Switch and PC? Is that what's happening? Am I going to owe Taylor some Taco Bell? <laughs> and that's, I'm like, that can't be possible. That can't be possible. And then I remember, oh. Oh, I know what this is. This is the Scrambled game, the Muso game for Persona 5. Getting a release date for the Western, and I was correct. That's what it was. So, uh, Persona 5 Strikers coming to the West for Switch, Steam, and PC in February. End of February. So, like, right in March. February is getting loaded with JRPGs, man. We got Ease 9. Bravely Default 2. Now we got freaking Strikers. It's going to be a full month. Uh, except Strikers isn't a JRPG, but I get what you're it saying. Do, it might do. I've seen some footage. It is like more Persona than I think people are anticipating. Like you run around the city and stuff. Like it's, I mean, of course, at its core, it's going to be like a hack and slash Warriors game. Mm -hmm. But I think there's more Persona stuff in it than what people are going to. Yeah. Are you excited? I am. Um, somebody, I, you had mentioned in the last podcast, or maybe it was off podcast, but somebody found an old podcast where I was like, ah, Persona 5 Warriors, wouldn't that be a fun game? And here we are. <laughs> or just Persona Warriors. Um, that would be cool if they did DLC for like a bunch of old characters, but I think the time has come and gone for Japan to release it, and I don't think they're going to make western exclusive dlc or anything like that yeah but still even if it's just persona 5 like that's cool you know i'll take it um looks fun i love i really enjoy muso games so can't get enough of it 
I should say you enjoy the specialty Musou games. I want you to play like a Dynasty Warriors and you'd be like, wow, this is boring. Yeah, that, see, that's the thing. It has to be a franchise I care about because if it's not, then it's just, I don't give a crap. Yeah, so like Fire Emblem Warriors, my most played Switch game. Um, I played the last Hyrule Warriors for like 50 hours and I've put probably 40 into the uh, Age of Calamity one. Uh, I wanted to do more, but like I kept getting games that we'll get to later in the episode. But yeah, games just keep getting sent my way or I bought a game on Black Friday. So I don't think I'm going to probably ever go back to it, but it was fun. It was, it was good. Do you think, uh, I mean, how far did you get into the regular Hyrule Warriors? Well, I beat the story, but then the... It does this thing. It has a separate mode called Adventure Mode, where it it sort of plays like the NES Zelda, where it's like to progress, you need a fire spell to burn away a bush so you can access a level or like stuff like that, I guess. And it got really cumbersome, and I just I hated dealing with that crap. So at some point, I was like, I give up. This is stupid. Yeah, I'm done. Because the Adventure Mode in Fire Emblem Warriors or whatever it was called. Uh, story or i forget what it was called it wasn't called adventure mode but basically it was a side mode all that was was like you can only bring in characters from like fire emblem fates or you can only fight with female characters or whatever so it just had specialty stipulations which was fine because you didn't need like items or anything so that was a lot more fun and i could just man i blasted through those all day i even bought dlc i never buy dlc in games so for me to buy dlc was you know you had something good they stuck the IV in you, or they stuck the drugs in you, and you're like, I can't more. Give me those, give me those waifus, give me those waifus. <laughs> That's the only DLC that you bought were the waifu ones. Well, unfortunately, you couldn't buy individual characters. You had to buy like three character packs, and so I bought ones that had the waifus I wanted. Yep. Uh, have you played the the demo for Persona Five Strikers? It's only in Japanese, uh, and I didn't want to figure out how to do that so i haven't played it yet and in fact i might just wait until the game comes out so i've waited long enough so i'll yeah. just wait you're patient enough you're patient enough yeah because i've noticed that like whenever i play demos and then i get the full game like yeah i know what's happening so i'd rather just not spoil myself anymore So when are you going to start uh, reviewing uh, handheld games again? When they start making handheld games? <laughs> <laughs> isn't it a weird isn't it weird that we're in a world where there's like no handheld systems anymore? I know, we only got the Switch, it does both. So I mean, I, I review Switch games now and again, but yeah, I mean, I don't think there's a Vita game coming out anytime soon that's going to be Vita exclusive. Yeah, I was thinking back then it's like, man, I remember when the PSP came out. That was good times. PSP, man. That was a great system. Lots of really good JRPGs on the PSP. I think that's a very underrated <clears throat> JRPG system. And you know what's sad is that we got a lot of we didn't get a lot of those JRPGs. They were a lot of them were Japanese only. You're right. And you know what's kind of cool is they're starting to remake some of them. There was this um so I know Fate Grand Order is like the big mobile game right now. And there was a Fate something game on psp and they're remaking it for consoles mm -hmm. so uh and though here's the thing I, I think any jrpg that gets announced anywhere will inevitably get a western release 
Like I remember those days where like we just had to hope and pray that we would get it, and now somebody's gonna get it. I still, hope you know, and pray. whether it's I still hope and pray. Yeah, I mean, NIS America has Falcom on lockdown, so no matter what they release, they're gonna we're gonna get. And then anything, story of seasons, Rune Factory, you know, X Seed will do it. So I, I just, no matter how niche it gets, I think somebody will inevitably pick it up. You want to know what's sad and yet funny? The PSP got all the uh, got a bunch of Tales games in Japan, and they were all ports of the PS2 Tales games that we didn't get in the US. Ah, uh, <laughs> that sucks. That does so, so suck. Tales of Rebirth, Tales of Destiny 2, a bunch of Tales of Fantasia stuff. Uh just all these games that are just like, why didn't we not why did we not get these? We got Tales of the World 1, but there's also Tales of the World 2, Tales of the World 3. Those weren't they, those didn't uh, come out in the US. Are no. those the fighting games? No, those are like the uh the isekai games not really isekai um it's a good term it's the it's like you are generic mana girl and guy right okay from the mana tree and something's happening in your world and then you get to find tales of characters around the world and you gather characters from every single game and make your own party and there's some like silly story going on yeah it's like is it an rpg though it is an rpg but huh. it's, that's what the Tales of the World series is, because there's there's three on the Game Boy Advance, three on the PSP, uh, I think one or two on on the 3DS. Hmm. And they're all this, they're all the similar. It's like oh, there's a there's a story going on, and there's always like two characters that are always have like gray hair. Don't know why it's always gray, but it's always gray. And there's a always an annoying flying mascot, and then you find characters from uh, every Tales game, and and you can make them into you could create your own parties. It's yeah, interesting. Cool. It's like a side. It's like a it's a it's a, a side game, you know. It's not a real Tales game. It's a side game. Yeah, it's like a Dissidia esque. Yeah, they all come together, exactly. but it doesn't count. It's not canon. Like Restoria, you know, Restoria had its own. Yeah. Has its own story, but you could get characters from different games. Sure. Makes it's sense. like it's like a gotcha game without the gotcha, you know? You get you collect them all, but you don't do random rules. Hmm. Speaking Can you of, imagine? A gotcha game without without the free to play garbage? Yeah. Can you <laughs> speaking of gotcha games, have you played Genshin Impact at all? No, I mean ever <laughs> I, I kind of want to go back because they up they released the one point one update, which apparently added a ton of stuff. But I don't. I just I think I'm way too gone, far gone at this point. Um, there's just so many games in my backlog, which is funny because I don't. I haven't had a backlog in a really long time. Like normally, like game comes out, play it. Game comes out, play it. But after Black Friday, I got Persona Five Royal, um, Thirteen Sentinels. And then my cousin bought me the new Assassin's Creed for my birthday. So I'm like, well, and then I got a, finally, I got a code for Sakuna from Xseed. So I'm like, well, nope, don't have time to go back to Genshin. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you're not going to be playing Persona 4, 4, 4, 5 Royale for a while. So no, nope. it's going to be, nope. it's going to be, it's going to be Sakuna first. 
and then you're going to do Assassin's Creed. Yeah. Yeah, no, that Persona 5, God, I have no clue when I'm going to get to that sometime next summer maybe <laughs> but it was like it was on sale and it probably is never going to get cheaper or it's never going to drop it was 20 bucks you know mm -hmm. so i figured like that's probably the basement that it's gonna hit and if it's not then whatever i got it i don't care <laughs> yeah but you actually have it physical unlike me i don't baka i know it's because of the shutdown or whatever because it couldn't mm. go to can can't go to gamestop Something was shut down. Yeah, that I ended up buying a lot of games digitally during most of the lockdown, which I kind of regret because I'd love to have some like Soccer Wars, Ghost of Tsushima. I'd love to have those games physically, but oh well, I'm not going to buy them twice. That's silly. Or is it? You'll buy them twice. Eric, I need to have this on my shelf. I need it. And then you're going to buy it. Yeah, unless it's like five bucks or something, but... Yeah, we'll see. All right, so let's uh, let's go to out of those four games that you bought, you've played mm -hmm. one already. Yeah, and that is Thirteen Sentinels. Yes, and that game, I don't know, I've, I I can't gauge your I can't gauge your you know impression on it. I think you like it. I think it's like shocking you at the same time. I I don't know. I, I, your tweets are confusing me. I've, Let's you go explain it. Yeah, no, I'm really, really enjoying it. But I, it's one of those games. I, I can't imagine how they wrote this game. But okay, so let me let me start from the beginning. But yes, I'm enjoying it. And it's like every time I play, they just peel another layer away of the story. Just when you think you have it all figured out, it's like nope, 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 <laughs> nope. It, it's, there's just so many things that it reveals, and the way the story plays out is just so wild because. So there's essentially like when you play the game, there's like three modes, if you will, that you are kind of constantly swapping between. So there is the story adventure segments where, you know, if you've played a Vanillaware game before, it plays the same. It's a 2D side-scrolling type game. But you like, in, in, the adventure, in the adventure segments, it's like a carousel of characters and you pick which character you want to play as and you play through segments of their story. And then at some point you're going to hit a wall and it says, you can't continue with their story until you play this part of another character's story. It's like, okay, and then you go to the other character and then they, something like that pops up and it just keeps going and going until you can't play anybody anymore. And so then you do the uh, combat segments, which I guess the easiest way to explain it is like RTS, but it's very simplified. Mm -hmm. You're not like making things. You just pick six characters to go into battle and then there's enemies on the screen and you assign actions like, all right, I want you to shoot miss missiles over there or I want you to walk over there and then punch them or set up a sentry turret or whatever. So each character has unique abilities. Okay, so okay, so, so for first, 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 a lot of, yes. a lot of people have seen 13 Sentinels and this yeah. looks like a typical vanillaware game set in uh, current Japan. But now you're talking about combat and there's shooting missiles and all this. Explain what is this story because I know. So that first of all, it doesn't take place in modern Japan. It takes place in 1985 Japan. Okay, there you go. <laughs> and there's also a lot of time traveling, um, and that's not a spoiler. That happens very early in the game, and I, and I would say that is a core component of the story. Is you are hopping all over the place um, in time, and so it's it's really strange how the 
the story and the combat, like, it's not like you play part of the story and it's like, all right, now time for battle. It's like, you'll, you'll hit a dead end in a story and it's like, you can't continue this story until you reach wave, uh, wave five of the combat. And so then you go to the combat mode and it lays out 10 battles and you can play all 10 in a row if you want. And so, um, so then you play the battles and then it unlocks the story segment again. Um, but kinda essentially kind of feels disjointed, but yes. It, it, okay. Let me, I'll explain how it kind of goes together. So the characters have this ability to control giant robots called sentinels. And that's what you shoot your missiles. And that's what you fight with are these big giant robots. And every single fight is basically you protecting this little thing called the Aegis, which I still don't know what it is yet. <laughs> I'm 20 hours in the game and I don't even know what it is yet. <laughs> um, but it's some central computer hub that these that these monsters are trying to get to. And so you, you're, the 13 characters are specially gifted that they can control these sentinels. And so you, you just fight with them. And uh, there's four generations of sentinels and each generation can do specific things. Like gen one can only like fight on the ground. Gen two have long range. Gen three can fly, stuff like that. But the battle maps are very rudimentary. They're not, they don't look like the side-scrolling segments. They look like, like a board game or something or like dots on a grid. It's very basic, which is a little disappointing because of how good Vanillaware's art style is. Mm -hmm. uh, but um, yeah, it's pretty satisfying. It starts out really simple, like just kill the guys, just kill all the enemies on the on the thing. And then it turns out like, okay, then you have these bigger robots and you have to kill all of just these kinds of robots. And then there's robots that come in that can reproduce more robots since so you're like, oh my God. So yeah, it's it's fun. And then, but the story segment is the hook because it's, uh, I don't know how to talk about this without spoiling it because I feel like that is, <laughs> that is like the big thing about the story it is the story. And each thing you peel away, you, you just, you think you have it figured out, but you don't. All right, so and pick it's like, Pick an anime that's just as convoluted as this story. Oh, geez. Um, High School of the Dead. Okay, let's go. No. <laughs> I mean, Erased, sort of. Because Erased has time travel in it. I don't know if you've ever watched Erased. Um, that one's really good. Um, maybe one of the Evangelions or something. I don't know. Just super but, convoluted stuff. Yeah, okay. I'm. I'm. Let me see if I can do this more high level because and try to break it down to make it a little bit easier to understand. So basically, okay, high level, there's 13 high school students. They all have the ability to control these sentinels and they need to be in these sentinels to fight off an alien invasion. Like that's the general premise. And then there's time travel. And then also, I've been trying to be super vague characters aren't all who you think they are. So you start off thinking like, oh, okay, this is this character's role in the story. And then you get to the end of an arc and you're like, oh, wow, that just throws everything for a loop. And then you go to another character's thing. Like, okay, well, I know who this guy is. Oh my God, that's totally different. And then the game does this thing where it, I'm like, did the game just spoil the ending? And then you go on and then it drops totally new story beats that have never been discussed before. I'm like, well, that's all out the window. <laughs> <laughs> so basically, the I think the, the 
the joy or the best part of this game is just peeling away the layers of this story and just going, Oh my God, like a new revelation. And just, cause you just, you just keep wanting to, you want to keep playing more to figure out like what's really going on. Cause I don't, at one point I thought I knew what was going on and now I have no idea. <laughs> so now, now you're just confused. Yeah. And the thing that I really respect about this game is I can't imagine how they wrote it to where all these different story beats dropped at just the right time. So where there's a revelation and then this doesn't get revealed too early before this, like, because there's 13 character stories that you're constantly rotating between. So I don't know how the story did, you know, the writer just didn't go crazy. <laughs> so do you now know why it took so long to come out? Oh my God. It, I mean, it wasn't development. I mean, there are a lot of environments. There, I mean, the, the systems aren't that complex. It's like side scrolling, you talk to a person, side scrolling, you talk to a person. I mean, the adventure segments are very simple. And the combat sections may have been a little bit more complex, but they're not that complicated um i think the delays were getting the story straight yeah. just because the story is so complicated um but as it, it's it the, probably doesn't sound like i'm making much sense but as you're playing it you get into it and like you can keep it all straight as you're playing it but i don't want to spoil anything because that's yeah and i i would go so far as to say if it weren't for final fantasy 7 remake this might be my game of the year it's really? like that intriguing. Yeah. Cause I love like one of my favorite things when it comes to stories is a good mystery. And this is just one big long mystery. It's 13 different mysteries. Like, I don't know what's happening with all these characters. So, so this is how, uh, Octopath Traveler should have been connect how they connect stories. Yes. Oh my God. If, if they were to have this level of connectivity, that would have been amazing. But it would have taken them like three more years to develop, to write a story that made sense. Um, so Shadow just hopped in. In case you couldn't pick it up, Shadow, we're talking about 13 Sentinels Aegis Rim. Oh, yeah, that's um, one game I got to play. Haven't been able to play that one yet. Oh, it's real good. Um, but uh, yeah, do you, I mean, do you have any questions about it, Shadow? I know I just answered a bunch of Nicks, but... Um... I mean, not really. Um, heard a lot about that the combat is actually a little bit better, like a real RTS or something like that, real-time RTS. Yeah, yeah, pretty much. It's like a simplified RTS. It looks basic, but it's um, it's actually pretty entertaining just because each, each character has kind of a unique moveset and each battle has unique circumstances like, oh, you're going to have more flying ones on this map or if you bring in this character, you get uh, bonuses at the end of the fight or whatever, so... Yeah, it's, it's pretty good. The only sad thing is, like I was saying earlier, is it doesn't show off that signature Vanillaware art style. It's basically like dots on a grid, which kind of sucks, but... Yeah, that's what's like... That's what's... um, That's why I'm not in a rush to really play that one. Um, Battleson doesn't look like it's... I don't know. It's not showing... Like you said, it's not showing off that Vanillaware art style, and I'm used to that with their prior games. But I'm hearing nothing but good things about it. Everybody's saying it's amazing, and it's like it's probably one of the underrated games that came out this year. But um, see if I can play it next month. Yeah, I mean, you have to come for the story because that, to me, that's the main draw. Like, if you're coming in, it's like, oh, cool, RTS combat. Like, there's just not enough of it to like keep you going. So yeah, see, that's that's another thing I'm worried about. I don't like just sitting there all day just reading story and stuff like that. 
I'm like, because it, because it seems like it could also be like a visual novel. And yeah, it's it's like a slightly more interactive visual novel because it's not like two character portraits just yakking at each other. It's like yeah. you have a character and you're moving through environments and like it's mm-hmm. more of an adventure game. I wouldn't call it a visual novel. It's more like an adventure game because like so this is something I haven't mentioned to Nick yet. So what happens is like you'll be running around the environments and then you have this you have this mechanic called the thought cloud. And so like you'll hear a word or your hero person's name. And then you can then use that in conversation with other characters in the environment. So it's it's like the old adventure thing, like, oh, let me put the light bulb with the lamp and see what happens, like that kind of thing, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. So it's more like that than a visual novel. Right. And um, But it does do visual novel-esque things in that there's like branching paths. Like if you've ever played one of the, uh, like Virtue's Last Reward or whatever, like when you you mm. go down a path and then it's a dead end and you have to go back and play it again. Like there's stuff like that. Um, but yeah, I don't want to say anything else because I it might be a spoiler. So <laughs> all right. All right. How like on a percentage wise, how much would you say is like story and actual gameplay? Uh probably like 80-20 story, or maybe like 75-25 if I'm being generous. Wow. wow. That's what I'm afraid of. But, the, <laughs> but this thing is, the story is so interesting. I mean, I if you're not a story guy, then I mean, definitely like wait till it's cheap, cheaper or mm-hmm. whatever. But like it, like as you play it, you just, you keep learning new things constantly and you just want to keep learning more about what what's happening next but um how long is it again i want to say 30 35 because right now i'm about 20 hours in and so there's three modes in the game and as you unlock more things it like the percentage meter will go up so i'm 20 hours in and the story is 66 percent complete about so I'm just trying to yeah. put the two and two together. Yeah, how long the beat has it at 31 hours for the main story? Okay. Sounds about right. 31 yeah. hours. Ah, that's like the <laughs> prologue of Cold Steel 4. Basically. <laughs> but yeah, it's good. I highly recommend it. If, if for a lot of people out there that have been hearing good things and have been sleeping on it, like give it a try because I was, I, that's all, I was the same way. I'm like, I'll play it later. You know, I've heard good things, but whatever. But I was really shocked at how much it sucks you in. Now, I will say, this is one thing that I will say to people that booted up. The prologues at the Mm. beginning really aren't going to make a lot of sense. In the beginning, like, few hours are kind of slow because you're like, new character, you're hearing their prologue, new character seeing their prologue. So it's like, it doesn't really get its momentum going until you get through Mm -hmm. some of the prologues. But once you push through that, it's like, oh, my God, like, this is really interesting stuff. Sounds like Cold Steel again. Tailored. <laughs> it sounds nothing like Cold Steel. <laughs> I think he means that it takes a long time for it to get started. And oh, sure. Once you I start, mean, Persona it takes a long time to get going. It does. Cold Steel takes a whole three games to get going. I mean... <laughs> One game. <laughs> That's too long. <laughs> That's ridiculous. We don't, wanna, we don't need to go down that route today, so... Anyway, is there anything else? I think that's about all I can really say about it without 
getting into spoilers unless there's something else specific you had in mind, Nick. No, I'm just thinking about it. It's, it's uh, it sounds like a visual novel type of game. Uh, a lot of people are into those, so you could, it's fine. Uh, I don't know if I'm going to get it. Oh, what are you playing it on? It's only on PS4. So PS4. Okay. Fortunately, would love for it to be on PC. I was trying to get my Vita. I wanted to remote play on my Vita, but I, I don't know what's going on with it. I couldn't get it to work. Hey, wasn't it also coming to Vita, but they scrapped that? Yeah, I mean, it came out on Vita in Japan, but they yeah. didn't do it here for whatever reason. Probably because <laughs> nobody would buy it. Because Vita is <laughs> dead here. Dead. I think <laughs> yeah. dead. It probably still sells on stores in Japan, so that's probably why. Yeah. yeah. Um... Uh, let's actually let's catch up with uh, Shadow here. What's up? What have you been up to, man? Uh, I guess games playing. I'm. I guess. Yeah. <clears throat> Still playing Yakuza like a dragon. Um, I think I'm almost done with that one. Um, it's um, it's a good game. It's just I don't see the hype. I don't see the I don't see the charm, and I don't see the, I guess, allure of why people love Yakuza games so much. Pretty sure I'm done with this one. I'm not gonna be all that interested to play another Yakuza game. Hmm. Um, uh, just like I think this one thing I was gonna mention is about the difficulty spikes that happen later on. While one of them makes a lot of sense because it's a, a recurring character for the Yakuza games, it's just ridiculous when you're asking me to go from low 30s to 50 to level 50 oh, wow. for a boss encounter. And that Boston Cow was absolutely ridiculous. I think some people know what I'm talking about. But, and again, I understand why this character was particularly strong, or these characters were particularly strong. But still, that, that is insane. You did not condition me at all for this. You didn't tell me, oh, you might want to, you know, not only prepare for this next segment, but you might want to really level up a lot. You know, you could have just gave me a recommended level of level, like, 40-something. Because that's what I had to grind to to beat that guy. I had to grind all the way to level 45. 40, 44, I think, yeah, 44, 45. And even then, it was still a tough battle, but that was fair. I felt that was fair, and it was fun. At level 30, 32, it was a wash. I couldn't do anything. It was, it was absolutely ridiculous. Um, But other than that, yeah, the story is getting really good. I think it's reaching its climax. And I am interested to see what happens next and how it um, wraps up. But again, not interested in playing another Yakuza game after this. I forget, was this your first Yakuza game or had you played others? First fully playing from start to finish. I tried Yakuza 0 for about, I'll say, eight hours and I didn't care for it. Didn't care for it enough to keep going. I think I had okay. another game come out and I just didn't have the interest to go back. It was, it was, again, like right there, there's no urgency to go back to play to play it again. So. Yeah, <clears throat> I think eight hours is a more than enough time to give a game a chance. You know. Yeah, yeah. I, I thought it was less than that because I still have it on my PC and I loaded it up. It said, "Oh, eight hours." I, I did about eight, eight, fourteen or something like that. I was like, "Oh, okay, that's not that's um that's good enough." But um, yeah. Again, I don't see the I don't see how some people are giving it tens, nines. I I don't see it. I don't see it at all. But, yeah, it's definitely uh, not a ten. I like I don't give scores in my reviews, but I probably would have given it like a 
eight, eight, five, something like that. That's what I'm leaning towards. I'm leaning towards a, a strong eight for this one. Uh, but I, I said it was overrated on my Twitter. I said no, I said the entire series is overrated. Which I still kind of stand by, but I understand how some people took that a little bit. Um, they got un- underneath a lot of people's skin. Oh, yeah. but um, yeah, has a, has a strong fan base. Yeah, exactly. And some people were asking me, "Am I going to make a video on it?" I'm like, I kind of like my channel it, the way that it is. I don't want the Yakuza fan base to come burn it down. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's fair. so like, yeah, like like Nick said, they're really um wild fan base really passionate fan base but um it probably get me a lot of views but um i don't know if i'm ready for that so you know what we see gotta, i'm done you know what, what? we gotta do now what? i got i gotta make the tales of, uh that why tales of symphonia is the worst tales game taylor's gotta oh, do yeah. the why cold steel sucks and then you gotta do the, the why yakuza is a hype. <laughs> <laughs> you can all get dumped on simultaneously know, right? yeah. fun yeah. you can share experiences <laughs> together i know on the podcast <laughs> Oh, and another thing about Yakuza real quick is that it forced me to do one of its mini games, which I didn't do. I grinded like crazy to get like a lot of uh, money so I can proceed with the story, which is something I absolutely loathe in my games. Don't ever force Force me. Force grinding. Yeah, force grinding or force farming or whatever to proceed with the story. Gathering materials. Don't make me do that or explore anything. If I want to do all that stuff, if your game is good enough, I will naturally do that stuff myself. I do it in a lot of other games. I didn't want to do it here. I was told I didn't have to do it for whatever reason. I will say that this one, this game was probably the outlier because a lot of people said, you don't have to do it in the other Yakuza games. This is the only game that required you to get so much money so you can proceed with the main story. Like, God, I hate that. I will say, though, I, I mean... It, it's a different taste for everybody. I thought the business mini game was actually really addicting. Like I started playing it and I was like, Oh, this is interesting. And three hours later. Oh, I'm done with it. Or I, you know, I just played it for three straight hours. Mm. Um, but if you're not into it, I could see why that would get tedious. Cause it's a whole thing, you know, like yeah. you got to set up the shops, you got to do with the, you know, the board members or whatever, like it's a whole mm. process, but I found yeah. it kind of addicting. I thought it was good for like a good couple of seconds there. And I was like, okay, you know what? I might come back to this if um if I feel like it. And then I was like, and eh, no, nah, not really. I don't feel like it. And then they for- almost forced me to play it. And I was mad. I was upset. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> don't force me to play. <laughs> I could do side quests, but don't force me to play mini games. Do not force me to play mini games. At least in Cold Steel 3, it was optional to win those mini games, I believe. Like the card game. Oh, yeah. yeah it was, was optional. <clears throat> Don't And Final Fantasy X with Blitzball, it was optional to win that game. You didn't have to win it. But here, uh, you almost have to, unless you do what I did and just grind like a maniac until you, until you get a lot of money. I, um, yeah. It's always good yeah. to do uh, Vintage Masters because uh, you get U material. And, oh, my gosh. U material is very useful at the end game. Is it? Oh, because I oh. want to make the I want want to make all the super rare quartz. Uh, oh, okay, yeah, that's true. Okay, yeah. I want to make. But uh, yeah, that's. No. <laughs> I want to make Musei shoot Aqua Bullet. Uh, five <laughs> five turns in a row. I was having to do that, like with Diamond Diamond Nova. 
she was just spamming that thing at least four turns in a row. Yeah, that was hilarious. I would do that, but it's the same. Like uh, the the first, it's Aqua something. What is it? Aqua Blade, something like that. Aqua Bleed. Aqua uh, something. Aqua Bleed. Uh, it's the same power as all the other spells, so it's it's faster. And if I'm just attacking one unit, to spam that, and I do about twenty thousand uh, damage per hit. So. Yeah, that's true. And <clears throat> I think the delay on that one is not as big as the high tier spells. So yeah. yeah, you can spam it in a row if you want. Yeah, I remember doing that. That's how that's how I'm winning yeah. like all my boss battles. It's just like she's doing like twenty twenty thousand per hit, and it's so funny to see uh, that she's just spamming it. <laughs> oh yeah, where are you at in that game, good sir? I am starting the rivalries. Man, dude, I ain't gonna say you got a lot to go, but. <laughs> it ain't gonna end anytime soon. I'll just say that. <laughs> I, I just beat I, I beat one of the rivalries, um, but before that, all the there was a lot of side quests, like a lot, and three of them I, yeah. I missed some too. I, I found three of them in the map. They weren't given to us. You had to actually look for them. So I was like, wow, whoa, okay, it's not like that before, and. Um, all the all the all the girls are getting steamy now. All the bonding events. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> Except for oh, Sarah's. Man. Sarah's last one was Snowfest. I was like, no, what the heck? <laughs> <laughs> How dare you? <laughs> but she's pretty much like, Reen, watch out, I'm coming for you. So she's like, okay, okay, I get it. Uh, so don't worry. Saying, yeah, I see. You. She she's trying to pull Reen. That's like, I'm not giving up. You're mine now. Yeah. Uh, Emma's. Did you like Emma's? Um, I did like Emma's bonding events. Uh, her final bonding event was good, but I'll just say the others. There were others that were better. I'll even admit that. Are you, no. are you talking about this this the special one you get in Act Four or whatever? Um. Yeah. There's like an intermission chapter that you got to do. Yeah. And that would be where all the final bond events are. So I gotta ask you this. Okay, so I just finished the first rivalry, or the first rivalry, and mm-hmm. now I'm doing the second one. How many do I have to do for Act 3? Do I have to do all of them? Mm, you're still on Act 2? No, I'm on Act 3. Oh. Oh, yeah, you gotta do all of them before you get to the next act. Okay. Yeah. So I have uh <laughs> yeah. three more to do. Um who's left? Uh who who'd you just take out? You said you had you did two? I, I can't really yeah. say, but uh Oh, okay. Yeah. Right. Um, it's the first one. Okay, the first one. I know who the first one is. The second one was Oh, okay, yeah. Second one was what's his name? Yeah. Now I'm going people. to now I'm going to the second one, which uh is her. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Yeah. yeah, no, actually, I think after that one, yeah, I think after that one, you go to the intermission, All I right. think. So yeah, I'm, close, intermission. I'm closer than you think, then. Yeah, you go to the inter- intermission, and then you do the you do the final bonding events, and then you get to Act 4, which is insane, but yeah. All right. <laughs> yeah, you're a lot, maybe a closer than I thought. All right. Taylor, you know what that means, right? Among Us is canceled. We're not doing Among Us tonight. 
Oh no. <laughs> oh not? <laughs> no, I'm joking. Uh yeah. So let's move to the game awards. The Snorefest that always is the game awards. Do you think anything's gonna be, you know, anything's gonna be there? Uh, like special announcements? Yeah. Um, let's see. I want out of nowhere, RKO out of nowhere. I want Tales of the Rise to be there in some way, shape, or form. Hmm. That, that that would be awesome. That would be great. Um, since it's, I think it's a worldwide release, but you know, Xbox is more interested in showing their stuff on. Well, not Xbox, but like you know, I guess Bandai Namco is more interested in showing their stuff at more Western events nowadays. Because Tales of the Rise did debut at E3 something, didn't it? Or yeah, it was, yeah, it was, I, it was, it was Xbox showcase, yeah, C3. yeah. So it's still a Western event, so you know they're interested in that. So if we see a rise, I'm not surprised. Uh, what else? I would love to see an, another Smash character. That'd be great. They haven't announced any new Smash characters since Steve. Steve, yeah. So how long ago was that? I don't pay attention to Smash anymore. That felt like it was. That felt like it's been months. Yeah, I would say like summer or something like yeah. that. No, no, was it that long? Yeah, it, they've only announced no, two like... this year. Yeah, I think there, there's been a leak where it's the next one's gonna be Sora. I don't, I don't know if take that with a grain of salt. I don't know if it is or not, but yeah, we, we can see. So Steve was announced two months ago. He was announced oh, October first. Still, October, that's a while ago. Yeah, actually, that's not too long ago. Actually, feels like forever ago in this. <laughs> this apocalypse that is 2020. Okay. <laughs> uh, I think they're going to show some Breath of the Wild 2 stuff. Uh, God, I hope so. <laughs> Nintendo always comes to play at the Game Awards. So I think uh, it's been a while since we heard anything about this game. I think, uh, yeah, I think we're going to get some Breath of the Wild 2 something. Nintendo also tends to announce things that don't exist uh all, uh also true bayonetta 3 Sh- where's bayonetta that 3 metroid mm. prime 4 shimagami tensei f- 6 5 or 6 5 5 yeah that didn't exist for about five years and it came back so <laughs> i don't know they're gonna show yeah. up yeah they're gonna show up breath of the wild 2 they showed up breath of the wild 2 last year or was that at e3 i think it I think it was e3 last year yeah and, yeah that thing's gone that doesn't exist anymore so <laughs> it became Age of Calamity. Yeah, that's per, that, that's what it was. They, they just called it Breath of the Wild too. Yeah, so I, people up. would be pissed. If that <laughs> people would be so mad. Um, I'm trying to think of anything like JRPG wise that's like close enough to where they could show something, but not something that they haven't recently showed stuff for. Because I was thinking, like maybe Final Fantasy 16, but they specifically said they weren't going to show anything till next year. No, they're going to show Final Fantasy 7 Remake two trailer. They're not going to show. Okay, I- I'm with you with the seven remake. I don't think they're going to show two trailer. There's a rumor that's been going around that there's going to be a definitive edition once the PS4 exclusivity ends, and there will have Tifa DLC included in that. I'm so I think it might be that. that. I am just wondering what DLC could do in this game. Um, so, so according to the the rumor, it's you know when she goes and gets herself captured to go to Don Corneo's mansion or whatever. Yeah, yeah. It tells that whole story about her getting her dress and whatever. 
Now, I don't know how interesting that is, but supposedly that's what it is. Oh, my God. (laughs) Hey, it's more Tifa. She's uh, how can you not want more Tifa? Uh, I mean, that's true. But still, I don't think you really need that. Oh, who I mean, nobody I'll, needs I'll, it, but yeah. <laughs> it's mean, a re- I think the only reason they're adding that, I think, is an excuse to make people buy the definitive edition if this is all true. Because I could be this could all just be BS, but uh, you know, whenever they do a definitive edition, you got to throw something extra and they better buy it again, yeah. And there better be more than just Tifa getting hot, okay? We, we, <laughs> we, we need more than that. Fix the skyboxes, fix the low resolution textures. Maybe add another summon or something. Nah, you can't fix the skyboxes. That's too well. Maybe the too PC much to ask for. What yeah, sky? What skyboxes? What's wrong with the skyboxes? So, so people were really complaining about you know the part where you're in. Um, I don't even know what part mission it is, but you know the part where you're turning all the lamps off to the surface below. Oh yeah, and it was pre. So it apparently, was, and it was pre-rendered, right? It was. It looked yeah. And people thought it looked terrible. I, I it, it looks looks bad, but I thought it was kind of a throwback. That's what I thought. I thought it was like I thought it was like, oh, I get it. They're trying to they're kind of trying to throw it back because it looked like the that. Being very generous, I know. But that, but but I looked at it. I'm like, oh, I get it. I get it. That looks cool. Yeah, I didn't think it looked. It looked bad, but I I think people were overreacting, in my opinion. Yeah, true. Yeah, people are a little bit overreacting. It's like, what are they supposed to do with all that in the background and have the game also run at a smooth frame rate? I I don't know what they could have done. But man, that's that it did look bad either way. It looked like a, I it looked, it yeah. It, it, I mean, it, it was like it looked so it looked bad enough to be on purpose. That's what I'm just saying. Like, <laughs> it's obvious. It's like it looks because it, it was very artifacted, like a PS1 pre-rendered game thing. So I was like. Are they doing that on purpose? If so, that's pretty cool. I mean, it's a good throwback. Uh, if not, I'm just like, okay, whatever. I played Mass Effect 2 on PS3. That looked awful. So I'm good with it. Okay, so for what it's worth, I'm, I've dug up the article. Here is supposedly everything that will come in this rumored definitive edition. So high resolution textures, frame rate, and better quality models. The models looked good to me, so I don't really care. Uh, the the um, NBC ones did not. Yeah, NPCs are bad. <laughs> uh, it says, features DLC similar to the character episodes of Final Fantasy XV, focusing on the side characters like B- uh, Barrett, Tifa, and Aerith. Uh, it will be a separate download for the PS4 version. Includes new costume, side missions, and a wave-based survival mode. Um, and that's it. They couldn't right. include costumes in the game game? Oh, my God. Are there no costumes? I don't know. I mean, are there not costumes? There, there, there are no costumes. That you can change into no. So this you know what would be re- awesome is if they did like a low poly costume where you're like all blocky. Like how cool would that be? <laughs> <laughs> that would be actually pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, that'd be pretty cool to see. I think I, I played in it, but I just oh no, I, I'll look at it. Yeah, 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 exactly. It'd be fun <laughs> to mess with for a second and yeah. like, get that out of there. <laughs> all right, so this is what they're gonna do. They're gonna show off the definitive edition. <laughs> And at the end of the trailer of the mm-hmm. Definitive Edition, there's going to be a nice sneak teaser mm-hmm. of Part Two. Oh, that's the wish I want. That would be that's a good wish. I'm down with that. So we need Tales of the Rise, 
Final Fantasy Tactics 2. No, Final Fantasy Tactics 2. <laughs> Tactics. Final, Fantasy, Final Fantasy 7 Remake 2 and Definitive uh, Edition. And what did, what did you say, Taylor? What did you want? Breath of Wild 2. Breath of Wild 2. But we all know what we're going to get. Elder Scrolls 6. That's yeah, it. right. That's it. I mean, that's already a thing, Taylor. We really <laughs> should get Last of Us 3. Yeah. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Starring Abby. <laughs> I think they'd be smart. I know this is not a, we don't really talk about those kind of games, but I think they'd be smart to not do another Last of Us game. That's I true. Yeah. I think Probably there's so the much world. ill will towards that series right now. And frankly, I don't know where it could mm-hmm. go. I hated the story in two so bad. Uh, but you know what they can oh, go? Damn. You know what they can go, right? They could go, you know, <laughs> they go to Last of Us 3, right? Suddenly, mm-hmm. she wakes up and it was, 2 was all a dream. Oh my God, that would be such a cop out. <laughs> nah, they too, their writing is way too advanced for that kind of they're trash. Too pr- they're, yeah. too proud, they're too proud to do that. Yeah, they would never do that. But I bet you anything, if they did do that, right? And Joel, and they saw Joel. People would be like, thank God. So we will be happy. You know what's funny about what you just did? That yeah. RTX thing caught got out of your claps. I couldn't even hear you clap. <laughs> isn't that isn't that isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's that's pretty fun. <laughs> pretty cool. So you so I'm, I'm, I sound like this. No, hey, that's crazy. Nope. And I can't whenever you hear the dog barking or whenever you say the dog's barking, I can't hear it either. So. <laughs> it's just so loud. I'm like, oh my god, it's so annoying. Got to get that RTX mm-hmm. stuff, guys. Mm-hmm. Except, except Taylor doesn't really need to. He's always quiet over there. Yeah, there's nothing else to really make noise outside of the planes that fly by, but even that's not that too loud. Um, so when is the Game Awards? Thursday. Thursday. When this podcast comes out. No, it's, <laughs> Usually. This, this is going to come out on Tuesday or Wednesday. Oh, okay. Well, um, but Fez... Uh, not Fez, the what's it called? The Grand Blue stuff. Oh, that's happening on the twelfth and the thirteenth. Yeah, that's next weekend, or is it? Oh, it's this weekend. And there's there's something else. Uh, there's the Jump Festa, which sometimes there's stuff at, but not always. All right, so there's a lot of stuff. That, well, there there might be a lot of stuff to talk about next episode. So that's good. Hmm. <clears throat> Could be a big one, or it could be a small one like this one. Yep. <laughs> All right, let's move, the, let's move the questions. So, Puka Leconte asks, "Have you ever been in a JRPG slump where you keep starting a new one from the backlog, but none seem to do it for you at all at the time, and you just want to fall in love with one again?" That's the situation I'm in right now. I've started at like three JRPGs and none of them are doing it for me. I'm hoping Tales of Graces F will click with me right now because that's the most recent one I've started. Okay, so first of all, uh, okay, never mind. That's a question. <laughs> um, not really. I will say sometimes. Sometimes if I play too many back-to-back, I need like a palate cleanser. Like, let's play like a horror game or like a platformer or something that's not a jrpg because there's only so many times i can boot up a guy boot up a jrpg be a spiky haired protagonist level up 
save the world, kill God, you know, like <laughs> I'm going to mix it up every once in a while. So if I play too many in a row, I got, I need a palate cleanser. It's interesting. Cause I think I mentioned it before. I, I could never get tired of playing JRPGs. I could play them all the year round. No problem at all. I might play the occasional Resident Evil 2 or something like that, but I'll never get tired of playing a JRPG. I played like the entire trails almost back to back to back. You did for like three months crazy. straight. So I don't know how you did burn out, man. That's nuts. I really didn't. No. <laughs> so it was only getting better with each one. So I was like, I'm good. <laughs> uh, but you guys cannot go back to old JRPGs, can you? Shadow can. I for me, it depends on the game. The nostalgia factor. Yeah, it's usually nostalgia factor, um, or if it just straight up holds up. Like, I went back and played Chrono Cross or Chrono Trigger like maybe three years ago, and I beat it, and it was great. Holds up really well. Um, but there's some that just don't. So, just uh, just depends. Like Musical Rhapsody and that magic uh, musical adventure. Well, that game was just never good. So. That sounds familiar. <laughs> is that a PS2 game? It's a PS1 no, game. No, PS1 uh, game, yeah. And I think it was remade on the PSP, actually. It might have been. Uh, DS? It's remade on, it was remade on a handheld. I don't remember. Yeah. But you might, and also, you might be thinking of Radiata Stories, Shadow? Uh, no, nah, not that one. No, okay. I forgot what that PS2 RPG was called. Hmm. It was Trash. But it had a, uh, I think it had a protagonist that had, um, a guitar or some type of Musical interest, man. It was it was bad. I, huh. I still remember what it is. I gotta find it. Eternal Sonata. Nah, Eternal <laughs> Sonata was actually pretty good. Um, yeah, that was back in the day when Taylor came back from Korea, and he had a huge stack of PS One JRPGs that he bought over the year, and he just started playing all of them, and some of them were just really weird. Yeah, some of them I played for like a few hours, like. I wanted to at least play for a few hours just to say that I played it and experienced it. But yes, yeah, some are just, just garbage. Like, damn. Like I remember playing this one called Shadow Madness. Is that the one? With the guy, is that the one with the guy with the sword on the on the cover? Or it's like dark. Yeah. And he's like, he's like. Yeah. 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 I remember playing it. I was just like, uh, I actually, there, I have a deep nostalgia for the for the look of those old games i love how those games look like the low poly pre-rendered background i love that look so I, the looks never bother me it's just how they play like <clears throat> like not knowing where to go or too many turn-based battles or those are usually the problems is i don't know where to go and there's too many battles what was <clears throat> i remember there was a game that we were playing it might have been that game you just said uh where you got like stuck in a cave and you couldn't figure out how to get out of this cave and we're just like what where are you supposed to go there was that and then there was a strategy rpg that was really hard too and i can't i couldn't tell you what that was called either infirmaral fantasia infemoral yeah, okay. <laughs> it's interesting. <laughs> Hot garbage. <laughs> oh my God, that's a name. That's a JRPG name if I've ever heard one right there. <laughs> and it's Emerald <laughs> Fantasia. <laughs> oh my God! It's also made by Konami. <clears throat> oh yeah, that makes sense. <laughs> Konami doesn't really make JRPGs. Make some. Oh my God, I hate that game. <laughs> <laughs> 
That, you know, we all we all took a chance on some random JRPG at one point in our lives, and that's like, true. Oh. Yeah, you know, you got to take a risk because you just never know sometimes. But yeah, I know you guys played Time of <clears throat> Eternity. What the hell's wrong with you guys? Time of Eternity. Uh, time of Eternity. Uh, yeah, like me. I mean, like that was a good idea on paper. I didn't realize it was going to be so half-assed. <laughs> it was. Yeah. <laughs> that's I mean, a great way to put it. it. Taylor, Taylor's video on it is so funny. <laughs> I just made like a total joke. It was like a meme video. I loved it. I just threw in jokes. Um, that's one of my favorite videos on the channel. <laughs> you mean that one that's I co- think it's as, funny. as completely random edits? Like a dog bark? Well, that's the thing. It's, yeah. Where it's like the guy, I think at one point I'm like, there's a character that is speaking with like a Spanish accent. And so I have this like little mariachi music playing and he's got a mustache. And then like, he's like, I think I say something to the effect of like, He's supposed to be Mexican, kind of. And then I have a picture of Reggie Feesman. and he's like, he looks drunk. And then it's like a bark noise. And then like a burp sound or whatever. (laughs) (laughs) You you guys got to go look that up on my channel. It's funny. Yeah, I remember remember when you were editing it. You're like, look at this, look at this, look at this. And it's like, this is so (laughs) random. What the hell's going on? And then the random, the the Winnie the Pooh gif. Oh, (laughs) I love random humor like that. Uh, that I is, love it. Yeah, that's Taylor in a nutshell. Random humor. Yeah. I'm going to watch that review right now. <laughs> after, after. <laughs> All right. Next up, uh, next question. Pigeon Senpai asks, what do you think of mute protagonists? Do you think they uh, hurt a game story and character interactions? Uh, I do not like... Well, I don't hate them. It's just if I had to choose one or the other, I would definitely choose a more like talkative more complete character than a silent protagonist i mean persona manages to do it in a way that i don't mind all that much but man in any other game do not throw a silent protagonist in my control in my hands i'm gonna hate it yeah at least in persona they give you like like things they could say and you get Mm. the general like gif of the gist of them saying it like what they're gonna say uh, I played, I think, in Legend of Legea, the the guy the guy that you play as, he doesn't talk at all, like at all, and it's weird because there's always the people are always talking at you, and you don't give like any response, so there's like no interaction between them, so it's kind of it's kind of jarring. Yeah, I mean, I hate games where like they just grunt. Like Dragon Quest Eleven is another one that kind of bugs me that they don't really mm-hmm. say much with. Um... Yeah, if I if given the a choice, I would always want them to be voiced for sure. Yeah. Are every Dragon Quest main characters silent? Uh, not all. I don't know. I've only played eight and eleven. Yeah, I believe so. Most of them. Yeah, they're all silent for the most part. Yeah. All right. I'm trying to think, what else? Who else is silent? Um. God, I hate silent protagonists. I try to forget about them. I can't. I can't remember any. I know. I know. Like I know silent protagonists in freaking other games like Doom and stuff like that. Yeah, but Doom's not really about a story. It's just about killing demons and stuff. I know. Or uh, Half Life. There's a good one. Completely silent. Spaghetti. Oh yeah, like the. Uh, okay, yeah, my, my bad. Like the silent protagonist in um Astro Chain. 
That kind of messed me up. They were That's si- part of the reason why I don't care about that one. They were silent in that game? Yeah, they were silent. And, and, um, oh, wow, I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, the main character is, but like your sibling isn't. So I'm like, uh, I could just dealt with if both of them had like a personality, but you know. What about Ludger? 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 And Zillia 2? Zillia 2. Oh, Zillia 2. Yeah, that that, that makes no sense. Well, especially because they give him a voice if you do New Game Plus. I'm like, what? Yeah, we all know know the reason why, but it just doesn't make sense. They could have done something like... They could have done something like... Uh, Spaghetti asks, for Nick, how's the game your brother's working on? He is not working on that game anymore. Well, that's an yeah. easy answer. Yeah. <laughs> he got pretty far in it. And it was really cool that he was learning something, but then he, he fought, he became a father and started teaching animation and stuff like that. And I think, I think what really got him was, uh, he, he submitted it to Nintendo and Nintendo was like, no. And so oh, they actually submitted it. Yeah. And I think they, when I, I remember when I saw it, there was a lot of work that still needed to be done. Like they didn't have final assets and stuff in there. Yeah, they, they didn't have they didn't have all the final stuff in it, but they had like the concept was all there and it was all playable, but it was just wasn't complete. And Nintendo was like, no. Wow. Because Nintendo's very uh, strict when it comes to those games, the uh, indie games. Mm-hmm. Uh, Wingy Chef asks, what do you guys prefer? Char- JRPG characters with urban clothing or fantasy clothing? Depends on the setting, really. Uh, usually I prefer fantasy, I guess. I mean, there's not too many JRPG games with urban. Yeah. You know, it's like Persona, Final Tokyo Fantasy, Xanadu, Final Fantasy 15. The World Ends With You, Final Fantasy like, 15. Ah, yeah, I think, I think, I think yeah. that's what, I think that's what he meant though. Yeah, he's probably what he means. Yeah. Um, yeah, I probably prefer fantasy. Yeah, fantasy like like Final Fantasy VIII. That's that's urban too. It is. Okay. I mean, it's like it's yeah. more normal like looking clothes, right? It's not. Yeah, su- yeah, that's yeah, not yeah, super fantastical. Yeah. yeah, I just like fantastical because it seems to stand out more. You know, like when you just think of costumes, something with crazy armor or bright colors, it just stands out. Yeah. So. Like it has to look appealing. That that's it. Like I don't care for the style. Mm. It has to look appealing. You know, for as much as I uh, grief as I give the tail series, I actually really like the character designs in those games because they're always they always stand out. They always have really colorful, wacky costumes, really unique. So they do. They yep. Do. And then you have trails, which everyone looks exactly the same. Everyone. Yep, pretty much. That's what you think. Uh, I'm joking. I'm about to say. I was like, what? Huka <laughs> <laughs> like, huh? Leconk also asks, what GRPG do you guys feel has the best turn-based battle systems besides Persona, and which game do you feel has the best action battle system besides Tales of? Ooh, I mean, right off the uh, Octopath Traveler, I think has the best. I think it's even better than Persona, frankly, um, for turn-based. And then for action, would we put like Ease and Tokyo Zen totally. in that? Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Yeah, I would say Ease probably, like Ease 8. Ease 8 or... I want. I was thinking of saying like Nier Automata, but 
all the different characters' styles wild, very wildly. And 9S is so boring. I hate his combat style. So uh, yeah, I'd probably say Ease 8 for action. I like uh, uh, Zero No Kesiki hmm. and Azure. They have a they have really they have a really good battle system. Because it was like a mix between Sky and Cold Steel, and I like that mesh. For turn base. For action though. Actually, I probably would say maybe Final Fantasy VII Remake. Oh yeah. Definitely a good system. It kind of blends both turn base and action at the same time, and it's really it it found a, a perfect balance in my opinion. Yeah, it felt yeah. Really, it felt really nice playing that. Yeah. That'd be my that'd be my answer to. Uh, I said Kingdom Hearts, but like Kingdom Hearts, like especially Kingdom Hearts three is what like ended up being a butt button masher for the most part. Yeah, like, maybe like Birth by Sleep was probably peak of the action when it came to Kingdom Hearts. Now I'm thinking about it. Yeah, Kingdom Hearts two and Birth like Sleep. Yeah, is are my favorite battle systems in Kingdom Hearts. Even though you could totally break birth like sleep. <laughs> but that, that, I, I think that was one, one of my two and birth like sleep were like my are my favorite Kingdom Hearts games. I, most fun I had. And three just felt like you had too many options and you made it made you way way too powerful. Oh yeah, it was way it was way too easy. You could just button mash that game completely. Mm-hmm. Um, what's what he also asked, what's each of your biggest JRPG pet peeves? I think I just mentioned mine earlier. <laughs> Silent protagonist, pet like, um, um, limiting my progression or story progression to side activities, making me have the farm or do mini games. I hate that. Is that a pet peeve or is that just that? Yeah. Sense? Yeah, that's a bad piece. It's like this one: um, uh, side quests that don't add up to anything or don't go anywhere. Go anywhere. Like so you you're do... saying you don't like to kill ten rats? No, no. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling like I know that you don't like doing side quests that don't give you a reward. Kind of stuff. You're just doing it. Yeah. That would that wouldn't even be high up there. I'll let Shadow go there first, though. Um. Can't really think of anything at the moment because I know I, I I complain a lot about shit, but I can't think of anything right now. I would say another one like not giving me a clear cut direction of where I need to go next. That kind of bothers me. Um, when it doesn't give you the star on the mini map. Yeah. Where, where am I supposed <laughs> to go? Where am I supposed to go? <laughs> Man, playing Tale of Destiny makes you like, wow, I. That we had the we had to think to find the way out. I remember, like you had to. They don't tell you. Uh, you're talking to the king, and the king just says something, and then you go into back into your party, and then you're just like, okay, where am I supposed to go? <laughs> and what you go is you have to go to like the port and find this one sailor, and there's a bunch of sailors there to talk to, and then it can, and then your quest continues. It doesn't tell you to do that. You're just like, 
Gotta find out and do it. Gotta talk to everyone. <laughs> it's like, wow, things were very cryptic back then. <clears throat> I sure were. You had to really click around. Yeah. That is why you get PSM with the walkthrough. <laughs> um, yeah, for me, weirdly enough, I like all my JRPGs to have hour counters, so I know how long I've played them for. Mm. Gotta have an hour counter. Uh, too, too high of an encounter rate or just random battles in general. Gotta get rid of that crap. And then let's see. I'm trying to think of other. Those are the main ones that come to mind. Um, one of mine is games that don't have any epilogue. Uh, tail like tail. They just end. They, just end. they don't have like uh, they don't have like a. It doesn't even have to be that long. It can just be like a short scene. Showing where the characters end up, you know? Uh, every Tales game does it that I've played that I remember, except Vesperia. Hmm. Even the Definitive Edition? I don't know. I haven't beat the, uh, <laughs> the Definitive okay. Edition. I just know that the Xbox 360 version did not have an epilogue. The game just ends, and you're like, okay. Okay. I don't remember what the what the story was at all. Um, another thing, this is not really like a JRPG specific, but it's like a Japanese specific kind of thing is, um, uh, romances that don't end up anywhere until the very end of the game and you don't see anything from it. Hmm. Sounds like anime too. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. A lot of anime does that. (laughs) It's just like, it's just like, oh, we're together now. And there's nothing, nothing towards it. It's like, oh, okay. That's where the epilogue comes in, you know? That usually, much. yeah, that usually happens in like the older games, or romances that come out of nowhere. That's another pet peeve of mine. So it's like, oh, oh, okay, you like the protagonist now? Oh, okay. Oh uh, man, you must be experiencing that in uh, Cold Steel Four right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, only if you go with the Bonnie events, but I have to because I don't like going to any of the other like. It's like, well, I got to do all the female bonding events. And I, I did Elisa's, and I was like, no, this is not how it's supposed to happen. Get out of oh, here. Oh, man. <laughs> but I, had, like, I did because I didn't care about anyone else's bonding. Ugh. Oh, I did the, I, I did some of the, the students' bonding events. And I'm like, oh, 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 no. Oh no. <laughs> uh but interesting enough, Musae's wasn't that wasn't that want much. Really? Cuz she's so thirsty for Reen, I figured hers would be crazy. No, what's <laughs> She's very subdued. Wow. Her final bonding event is is interesting. I bet you I, in... I bet you it is. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but I put it in top 5 of the final bonding events. So what you do, can you can't you can only pick one, right? Yeah, you can only pick one, but you can reload the game. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, you know, do it again. <laughs> That's what I did. I saw each one just reloading the game. So what we gotta do is what we gotta do. <laughs> uh, Black Trife asks, 
What character are you most excited to play as in Persona 5 Scramble? And who do you think your team of four will be? I even know you could have four people at that time. <laughs> That's just how all Musou games are nowadays. You can swap between any of the four characters. Oh, really? Okay. I didn't know that. I don't play those trash games. Nah, I don't stop. <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> what was that? <laughs> no, I get they're they're very polarizing. They're definitely not for everybody. Yeah. Um, I can't really say who I'm more I'm excited to play. I'm just excited to play the game in general, to be honest. The playing the demo, I'm very interested to see how the whole game goes. Um, do they have any royal characters in there? No. They did Not add only. a new character though, right? The girl with the heart pigtails yeah. or whatever. Yeah. This is one character, her. Alright, so it's it's just the normal Phantom Thieves plus uh That girl. That girl. Yeah, new girl. Yeah. Okay. And I would imagine Futaba probably isn't playable either. Would be my guess. I don't know. See, unfortunately, people at least for me, I, I don't like to see anything on the game that I know I'm gonna play. So. Yeah, I'm not sure either. Uh, all yeah. I know. All I know is that she got a uh, all-out attack in uh, in Royal. Royal. Yeah. That 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 procked way too often though. <laughs> way too often. Are you gonna Are you checking which characters you could play as? Yes. Uh, okay. So we've got Joker, Morgana, Ryuji on. Yeah, uh, Yusuke, Makoto. Oh, Futaba is playable. Okay. Wow. Uh, Haru, Sophia. I'm guessing that's the yeah, pink tail girl. Yeah. And then I don't know who Zenichi. Who is Zenichi? Like I don't know who that is. Yeah, sounds a like member a of character. the prefectural police. Oh, that must be another new character. Yeah, that's a new character. Zenichi. Oh, this guy. He's in Royal. Oh, no, no. He's just in. He's just in Scramble. That's right. Okay. Interesting. Interesting. So. I'm probably just going to play as. The basic ass first four characters that you get. <laughs> I feel like I'm just going to rotate between all the characters. I really don't have anybody like I might. I might keep on in the party, like between the four characters, but that's about it. I'll be rotating between everybody. Maybe not Morgana all that much because he still annoys the shit out of me. But me, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, that's another yeah. pet peeve of mine in JRPGs: freaking mascots. <laughs> you must hate the Tales series, huh? God damn, do I hate all of them <laughs> except for well, Muse Eye. He, he he's the most him. annoying one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's he too adorable, man. He's too, he's too adorable to hate. Uh, what about the Bazongas one? Bazongas? Yeah. Yoked out Bazongas. <laughs> yeah, that one. What's his name? Tipo? Tipo. Tipo. Yeah. Yeah, Tipo's annoying as hell. Fuck Tipo. It's creepy as hell, too. Like, get out of here. So we got Tipo. You, I can't think. You, of... there's a cat for I think it's only two. Yeah, Zell. Um, Vesperia, I guess Repeat. Yeah, but Repeat's an actual character, though. Yeah, that's true. He's an actual character, but I don't think yeah, he's going to be a mascot. Uh, hmm. 
Yeah, I can't think of anything else. I know, I know there's a lot. I just can't think of them right now. Yeah. All right. Syria, so you missed this part. How excited are you for actually being able to play Scramble? Strikers, sorry, not Scramble. Uh, I'm fairly, I'm really, I'm really excited because after playing a demo, like I said, it's a, it's a really good game. It seems to be more, well, it seems to go up about one step when it comes to Warriors Muso games. I'm still expecting a button mashing, everybody's just standing around waiting for me to kick their ass type of game. Um, but in the style of Persona 5, which again, by the demo, carried me, carried itself a little bit different. Um, I'm wondering why in the fuck did it take so long for Atlas to get it over, to get it localized. It's literally, by the time it comes out, it will be a full force year. That's which, so weird. I don't know, many JRPGs don't do that anymore. For the most part, it's like either a simultaneous release, a couple of months out. But I don't know, like, you got a game that came out in 2016 or something like that. Became one of the wide-known JRPGs of all time, RPGs ever. Like, everybody loves it, Persona 5. Came out in 2017 in the U.S. Everybody loves it. And for some reason, you don't want to simultaneously release the sequel. I don't get it. I don't, I don't understand. Maybe it wasn't that much demand for it because I did hear that the Switch version um, didn't sell too good in Japan. The PS4 version actually did better, which is weird. Which because is shocking, Switch, usually, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Because the Switch is, like, really popular in Japan. So maybe Atlas wasn't, you know... They wasn't too sure if it was gonna hit well in the West, which is again stupid because you know you got probably got a bigger fan base in the West than you do in Japan. Um, but maybe you know, especially COVID for probably five. Hit pretty hard. Yeah, exactly. Especially for some of five. So yeah, like I said, maybe COVID hit hit them a little bit harder than we could have anticipated. But um, yeah, very excited <laughs> to play. I can't wait for February to get here so I can play that one. A lot of stuff coming out in February, as Taylor said earlier. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> um, yeah, I mean, I here's the thing with Musou games. I don't know who I'm excited to play as until I actually see what they play like. Because I played Hyrule Warriors, and I'm like, oh, these characters are going to be super fun, and then I play them, and they're boring and slow. So, because <laughs> the whole thing is, is like, what characters can take out the most guys, right? So, and who attacks the fastest. At least that's what I like. Yep. So... It's going to depend on who hits fast and who can hit a lot of people, which, but off the top of my head, the two characters that look the most fun to play as are Makoto and On, because On's got that whip and that seems to have like a long range. So, and then Makoto's just got a motorcycle and she's badass. So yeah, those will probably be the ones I'm looking forward to most. All right, that is the last question, actually. And I think that's going to be it for this episode. So be sure to comment, like, and subscribe. If you're listening on YouTube, if you're listening on iTunes or anything else, give us a review, five stars, you know, because we're awesome. And join our Discord for all the awesome conversations that we have there. And we actually are doing community game nights. We're actually doing one after we recorded this ep- this episode so we played some Among Us I think next we're going to play some like Nerf game or something I don't know I haven't chosen it yet but yeah see you guys and we'll see you next time later Peace.